In the last year, we've seen a flurry of new schemes open to customers and many more pipeline to open this year and beyond. With more choice available and increased competition, it's key that operators must ensure that their buildings and brands stand out. I'm keen to understand how operators achieve this and understand the process of building that brand awareness when launching a build to rent scheme. So with that said, I thought it was only appropriate to ask someone with a huge track record in this field. Welcome to A New Lease of Life, a podcast and insider's guide to the build to rent sector. Exclusive interviews, thought-provoking analysis and entertaining discussion. Brought to you by Deverell Smith, the right people. Hello and welcome to this new episode of A New Lease of Life. My name is Nick Hammond, Head of Build to Rent at Deverell Smith. It's February 2021. I first wanted to welcome all of our new subscribers. We've had a surge of new listeners sign up over the new year, which is really encouraging. Also pleased to announce we have a really fantastic pipeline of guests booked in over the next couple of weeks, including a managing director of one of the UK's most successful multifamily developers, and also we'll be interviewing a chief executive from Down Under to discuss the current status of built to rent in Australia. So please tune in, there's lots more of that to come. On today's show, I'm very pleased to introduce brand expert and managing director of sales and marketing at CA Ventures, Gina McMorran. Gina, thank you very much for joining me today. Hi, Nick. Um, Gina, look, we'll, we'll kick right off. Um, do you just want to give, give us a bit of an intro to yourself and CA Ventures? Yeah, sure. So CA Ventures is a global owner and operator of rental communities. In the US, we operate well over 20,000 beds and we also operate in Latin America. Um, here in Europe, we manage a building in Krakow. It's a student building called Livinex. Um, and we're opening a further three buildings in September this year in Sheffield, Glasgow and Edinburgh under the novel student brand. I'm not sure you might have come across it. Um, uh, yeah. uh, I'm responsible for sales and marketing in Europe for CA and my team, you know, together with my team, we brand all of our communities here in Europe. So, yeah, that's me. Brilliant. And I really want to dive more into that branding piece. And historically, a, a brand, it helps you connect with your customers emotionally. You know, a good brand can connect with people at an emotional level. It, they feel good when they buy that brand. So I guess in the context of the built to, to rent, can you tell us a bit about uh, the concept of brand in this sector and, and other asset classes that you mentioned? Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, it's it's really important to look at branding and the benefits of branding just generally, you know, because those apply to BTR and rental communities as much as they do cell phones. Um, so, you know, Walt Disney, Disney is really famous, um, you know, for saying, do what you do so well um, that they will want to see it again and bring their friends. And I think that's kind of really the big story around branding and why it's important because those first impressions really count particularly in a service-driven sector um, and there are huge economies of scale when you're marketing under a brand um, it drives a higher price point um, you know so branding makes a company more desirable to its target audience and there's been some early research by some of the larger agents which has shown that this is true even in rental communities that you know rental levels can be higher when when it's part of a branded community and most importantly I think for us as um, communities it builds a really loyal customer base which is very essential for retention and, and word of mouth so I guess the upsides are really customer loyalty market credibility and a wider association with quality which if you push that across an entire portfolio can create significant value so 
it's really more than just a logo and a color palette, um, which I think most people accept now. Um, but I still think, you know, some Resi developers find it difficult to integrate branding into the DNA of their business. And that's because I think for so long, we've been focused on the build to sell model where branding just has a much shorter life cycle. Yeah. yeah. And do you think the branding piece is, is it only important in build to rent or is it, you know, all the other asset classes, student accommodation, you know, retirement living is coming. Do you think that that brand piece is important across all the asset classes? Yeah, I think it's tied quite strongly to scale. You know, I think, you know, obviously if you if you have 5,000 units or even 3,000 units, you're more likely to need a brand, um, you know, associated with it. it. It's maybe less effective if you just have one building, although branding the building is equally as important. Um, you know, that having a brand evokes trust and evokes loyalty um, and gives you an opportunity to really pitch your product. Um, you know, to to a demographic and and instill kind of a lifestyle element that wouldn't be there otherwise. Tell that story. So you know, effective branding is really looking at what makes people's hearts beat faster in all areas of life, and all areas of life begin and end at the home. Um, and that home could be your student accommodation home, your co-living home, your BTR home. Um, so it's really about people stories and and dreams and i think we're in a fortunate fortunate position to be able to build homes in that we're not making just places but we're building communities that stay with us as operators for many years um so yeah it's super important in what we're doing because we're driving community um so and and, and brand is a big part of community certainly um, and, and and gina in our conversations prior to this it was really fascinating to hear you talk about how businesses are separating development from the, the marketing and branding can you expand on that if that's okay yeah sure so i think with residential development it's really easy as i said to just kind of silo out branding and marketing as its own department and not involve them in the development but i think with something like a rental product it's really important that brand is considered you know right the way from the very beginning with your development team so having your brand steer development and design and not the other way around is really important because it's driving um, a consistent product that meets the desires and the wants of your customer. So it's really quite important that there's always someone in your business who has brand at the center of all that they do, driving that consistency in your product forward. Um, and generally, you know, that person needs to be someone that's in touch with your customers' wants and needs. So in, in our business, that, that is me over here in Europe. Um, and I'm very much the customer, you know, voice of the customer. And I lead quite a lot on the briefing of our look and feel in our properties. Um, and having that design-led brand advocate means you can work with a whole bunch of new and up-and-coming designers for fresh ideas, but you always have your brand central to those design decisions and your customer central to those design decisions. So yeah. um, super important, I feel, that um, you're looking at branding as an integrated approach in your buildings, not just as kind of a top presentation level that sits there when you come to lease. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And um, we, we, we see a lot of business historically have only looked to hire and invest in that marketing team. You know, perhaps once the building is almost built or you know, preparing for BC, PC, and that might be six to nine months prior. So I guess given what you've said, would you, I guess it's key, there's an argument that there's a importance of bringing that marketing team well into the early stages of development, I guess. Yeah, 
Absolutely. So I get involved very much um, even at investment stage when we're looking at underwriting, you know, really looking at the unit mix, you know, really saying, well, who is the renter in that location, in that micro location? What will that micro location look like three years from now? Um, and then once we've secured that, that deal, really getting involved in the design of that space, what amenities are we going to, are we going to have? And I'll give you an example. You know, we, at CA, we, we brand our developments, not necessarily by putting a logo over the desk, the front desk, because I don't think that is the right approach, but more from a, you know, every single development's going to have a breakfast table in it. And that breakfast table is a central community piece that we have in every single building. Yeah. Um, and that is a brand defining amenity. Um, and we have that in all our novel student buildings. Um, but we very much follow that sort of branded development approach um, when we when we look at it so we break it down I mean I break it down into kind of the three key areas which I think are important in branding buildings there's the physical which is your development your interior design your product your logos your colors um, the pitch so what is your story how do you want to be seen what do you want to be remembered for and what message is going to resonate with your customers and then finally that resident experience so that's your story brought to life your people your events your partnerships that you have and the lifestyle that people have in there um, and so it's all about what life will feel like in these spaces it's not just about square footage and great you know, fixtures and fittings, which is where I feel people maybe get a little lost. Yeah. Um, it's about that whole story um, from from your building right the way through to resident experience that matters. Yeah, yeah. There's there's really so much more um, involved than I initially thought. And Gina, can you tell us a bit more about Novel Student? Obviously, very exciting to to launch the brand right in the midst of a pandemic, but you guys are looking extremely busy. So, do you just want to give us a bit of a an insight of you know novel student and, and, and what the future looks like yeah sure so um novel student is our new student accommodation operating platform here in europe um when we branded this we really wanted to look quite critically at the student accommodation market and see you know how we could kind of break away from what was status quo in that sector and i think we've done a really good job at delivering something that is quite grown up um, and quite sort of, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a unisex brand. There's no sort of like, it's quite neutral in a lot of ways. It could be used for co-living as much as it could purpose-built student accommodation. Um, we felt that, you know, quite a lot of the brands that were in the space were maybe a little bit um, immature for the market now. We see students being quite mature nowadays and we really wanted to give them something that they aspire to. Um, Novel has a real focus on wellness as well. And again, that, that pillar, that brand pillar is really driven through our design. So every scheme has a gym, every scheme has a yoga studio. Um, all of our event strategy works around um, wellness. All our staff are first aid wellness trained um, we don't just stick a gym in a building we design the space we get actual gym designers to look at how that can be integrated in the overall design of the space so um, we you know our brand is is tied very much to the physical which is our buildings and and our product in that building too um, but we really had to think quite critically about resident experience when we were designing the spaces. And I think that is, you know, something that you, you need to know who you are 
um, before you start to kind of design those spaces. Um, yeah. and, and it definitely comes across, I think, in the product for sure. Yeah. And where novel student, where, where are you, where are you opening? Where are you looking to grow and what, what, what does the future look like? Right. So, um, we are opening in Sheffield, Edinburgh and Glasgow this year. Next year, we have another scheme opening in Edinburgh, in Belfast, um, and in Leicester. <laughs> and then 2023 onwards, you know, we're, we're looking at Europe. So we're, we're moving into Italy, um, Spain, uh, Ireland too. So, you know, really hoping to take the brand um, far and wide across Europe and very big, big expansion plans. So... Yeah. All sounds all sounds really exciting we'll definitely be uh, all keeping a close look out there um <laughs> gina no brilliant that that's brilliant what what i like to do is um finish with some quick fire questions like every go every, for it. every every guest does on this <laughs> podcast so um favorite sports tennis i miss my tennis yeah yeah i think i saw um we saw uh, the australian open tennis players practicing in their hotel room so I know it looked terrific. I really felt for them running yeah. up and down a corridor. <laughs> <laughs> um, early riser or night owl? Definitely an early riser, but I, I've I've kind of come around to that because I have a three-year-old daughter, so she um, she forces my hand a little. Yeah. <laughs> um, tea or coffee? Coffee. Need about three cups before I get going. Yeah. Likewise. Um, if you could build the ultimate build to rent scheme, or let's say any property scheme, um, what would it look like? What 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 would the, what would the building be? Uh, it's, a, it's a really good question. I'll focus on some of the gaps that I think there are. I think there's a real gap for families in BTR. Um, speaking as someone who has a young child, I do think that there's the opportunity to create something really speci special with families in mind. Um, and then I'd like to see a lot more BTR developments with um, the ground floor, you know, open to the public. So if we think about neighborhoods and kind of co-working and coffee shops, I'd really quite like to see more BTR um, built with that in mind. Very similar to what we see the student hotel doing in, in Europe. Um, and then lots of green. I think green is yeah. super important. If I could have green buildings, like literally plants on the outside of buildings, I, I probably would. Yeah, no, certainly. Um, favorite UK staycation destination? So yeah, so sad to admit that I actually haven't traveled the UK as widely as I would have would have liked to. Um, but I think that COVID's changed my my mindset on that. So I'm definitely looking to visit Cornwall for the first time this year. I think that would be great in the summer. Yeah, I think um, I think sadly, UK staycations are still on probably the agenda for 2021, mm -hmm. um, which sort of kind of feeds into my next question. When we are out of this pandemic, what's the first country you, you plan to fly to? It would definitely be South Africa because that's where I'm from. So I haven't actually been home for well over two years now. The pandemic scuppered my plan. So I'm very excited to to get home and meet my new niece. <laughs> it would Amazing. be great. Fingers crossed, not too long. Um, yeah. Gina, look, um, no, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. And, and to the listeners, we really hope you enjoyed. And if you'd like to get in touch with Gina, we will leave her contact details and please do get in touch. Um, and yeah, thanks for all, all watching and look forward to speaking to you all on the next episode. <laughs>